From conies to cheesecake and barbecue to brunch, we all have meals that mean something special to us. This podcast takes a deep dive into the traditions, delicacies, and legends that have shaped what we know and love about food. Each week, we'll learn from a guest about how food has impacted their relationships and how they view the world. This is Season to Taste. This week on the podcast, I'm excited to welcome Rich Gerberding once again. Um, you heard from last week talking about all sorts of his favorite meats. And now we are talking about um, Your Unforgettable Cake, which is a uh, cake decorating uh, teaching series that Rich does. So, Rich, welcome to the show. Great to be back. Thank you. So, you've been decorating cake since about 2009. And I just want to say you do some really incredible um, things, do some really uh, interesting different cakes, not just, uh, you know, a boring white cake with a little ribbon around the top or something, you know? Um, Thank you very much. So I'm going to put a little post up and uh, hopefully have all of those cakes shown and and put a link in the description. So if you're listening to this and want to go see that, go check out the show notes. Um, You'll be able to see all of the cakes that we talk about. But I want to focus on a few of them um, and just talk through them. So you said it started with the Gerberton Grill, which is just like essentially a, a giant grill cake you made. Yeah, uh, not necessarily giant. I was actually in 2009 was laid off for a week or two just because that was a time where a lot mm. of companies had rolling layoffs. And so sure. it happened to be laid off over the week of my birthday. And my wife made the comment that, well, I was going to make you a grill cake. And we've been watching too many episodes of Duff Goldman and Ace of Cakes at this point. Yeah. Uh, not not so much Cake Boss at this point. It was mainly Ace of Cakes. Sure. And so I, I asked her, it's like, well, what were you thinking? And she was like, well, you know, just, you know, she had a couple ideas of what she was going to do. I was like, well, what if we did this? And what if we did that? So it ended up being, you know, a... Uh, about a half sheet size cake it wasn't it wasn't mm-hmm. overly large sure um but we hollowed that out and put brownies in there for the briquettes powdered sugar for ashes we melted down cinnamon uh candy cinnamon and and butterscotch candy and broke that down and to have flames shooting up through the grill yeah. the only thing on it that wasn't edible was we used a cookie cooling rack as the actual metal grill portion nice. of the cake but then on top of that, we had a T-bone cake, the T-bone uh, T-bone steak that was made out of cake with fondant. We had a Cornish game hen made out of Rice Krispie candy with fondant on top of that, which absolutely blew me away how well that turned out. And yeah. it's obviously hard That's to cool. do a, a description and a on an audio podcast. And then we also did the uh, we used uh, we made pointing back to last week's we had bacon that was made out of the the cherry and strawberry starburst that we mm-hmm. kind of molded together and put that on the grill and it was just completely a, Hey, let's try this. Let's do that. And and yeah. it turned out really well. It was really fun. And, and uh, you know, that was the first one. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's cool that you guys could do that together and both work on that. Um, and also like use that as kind of a creative outlet. I think that's awesome. Yeah. There was, um, I, I almost think around a similar time. Um, I was, I must have been watching some sort of cake show and I got this um, cupcake cookbook as a kid and it had, had all these different weird cupcakes, like yep. um, how to make like a duck or um, flamingos. We did. I know that we made, a. I think we tried the ducks, but I don't remember. I know we made the golf course. It was, was a bunch of them stuck together and you put like the grass was just frosting and then um, right. brown sugar for the sand and then 
Um, so that was a ton of fun. And I know that we did, um, like a, each one was a little barbecue. And so it was like three marshmallows made the coals. And then you like dip that in icing, um, put some like red sprinkles on it and Oreo cookie dust and like made it look yep. like briquettes. And yeah, that was a ton of fun. Yeah. And the neat things about doing things like with cupcakes is you can do two or three and like, oh, well, you know, you do this one real quick and I want to try it's different on the next one. So you can kind of yeah. iterate and try different things to see which ones turned out the best. We also did um, pies. So it was just a cupcake on the bottom and then um, different color of M&Ms. So just like either mm-hmm. red M&Ms okay. or blue M&Ms. And then you do like the lattice with the frosting over top. Those yep. were a ton yep. of fun. Those were... Some of them looked really cool, but like those in particular were incredibly sweet um, just because they had a candy on top. Um, yeah. So a lot of them looked cool, but didn't always taste as good as they looked. Well, we, we uh, in addition to decorating cakes, we one time did a, as a family did a uh, episode of, of Cupcake Chopped. Yeah. And when Chopped was on the Food Network, it was always, you know, kind of what can you find in the pantry to make? And and uh, we we had an evening of each of us had like a half dozen cupcakes that we would mix and try different things. And, and uh, the, the, the winner was putting a Reese's peanut butter cup, which is almost cheating, putting that in a cupcake. Uh, but we had just had kind of combining this week with last week's meat uh, podcast. Um, we had, we had a um, pulled pork barbecue and it wasn't the greatest in a cupcake. So that I could have shared that last week as maybe a food fail, but uh, so that, that that wasn't that wasn't one of the best ones, but no? it was it was fun to try different things. Yeah. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, that sounds like a ton of fun. <laughs> supposed to do as a family. Man, yeah. We we great. love chopped. What what I always wanted to see on chopped was I wanted them to have the same uh you know, you had this different baskets for the three different rounds. Mm-hmm. Always wanted to see them come out and have the exact same food mm-hmm. every round. And so, you know, yeah. from the from one round to the next, you had to do something different with the same ingredients. It wasn't just right. leaning on what you normally did. Had would have had the perfect name. The whole episode could have been called Deja Food, <laughs> and and it would have. But they never they never did that that I know of. That's because I, I would have loved to see them on the third basket when they open up and see the exact same things. <laughs> <laughs> and just yeah they're like well I, i'm i'm out of ideas i don't have anything left. exactly <laughs> oh i have a great idea for this oh can't do that again <laughs> right that's hilarious um and then so next on the list of cakes that you included there was the super bowl cake um just like talk us through the details there was a whole bunch of details in there i thought it was really neat <laughs> That that was the Texas Stadium or the Cowboys Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for several years, like Super Bowl was like the one weekend I did a cake almost every year. We did yeah. different things, but the first year of Cowboys Stadium, we decided to make a replica of the stadium itself, and uh, that was one of the first times that my wife said, "I am not baking the cakes for that." So we went to a local bakery that we know the owners because that actually took like 15 cakes to build and construct that sure. that whole thing. And my wife said, no, you're on your own for this one. <laughs> but uh, had a great time. We're looking again, you know, trying different things. And, you know, my son's been a Cowboys fan for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the whole, you know, the whole thing was probably about the stadium itself, I think was about 24, 30 inches wide, but we did the open roof. We had the hanging scoreboard. Yeah. 
Um, we had all the, you know, the support strands that went around, but we couldn't figure out quite how to make it that look. So we ended up using wooden dowels that we glued together and had like mm. lick, uh, uh, hot melt glue kind of over the top to kind of give a little bit of translucent appearance. Uh, and, and then the, the thing that really made that one just take off that we were, we weren't expecting was before we put the, the top on, we kind of cut back, we had the feel down on the bottom, we cut back angles for the crowd and then we put ribbons down for the aisles. And then we just started spring, uh, sprinkling in the little colored dots, parallels yeah. or whatever for the, for the candies, for the crowd. And then when we pulled the ribbons away, we got the most incredible, aisles that we ever could have imagined and because some of them were on the edge as you pulled the ribbons back some of those little candies fell into the aisle so it wasn't just pristine nobody in the aisles there was you there were visible but there was just less there mm-hmm. that's and cool. so yeah so that that cake was fun that was one we actually did for a i think we only had like four people um at that particular super bowl gathering so i i took about 80% of that cake into work on Monday. Yeah, I believe it. Wow. <laughs> walk out, walk in with this massive cake and, and everyone's just like, well, what'd you do this for? Oh, just getting together. How many people were there? There's like six of us. <laughs> well, figured it might as well. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Right. And, and I don't really have much of a sweet tooth. So, you know, I can be decorating cakes and trimming and, and doing all this. And I, I, I can do it without sneaking any frosting or the trims trimmings or anything. So, you know, I, I, I can't do that when I'm cooking bacon or I'm doing other right. stuff, but when it comes, but when it comes to the, the cake decorating, it's like, I, I like it, but it's not something that's tempting to me, which is probably mm-hmm. a good thing. Probably. Yeah. You also sent over some pictures of um, some cookie decorations and also kind of leads me to um, a question about buttercream transfers. So, First of all, were those cookies um, buttercream transfers? Yes, everything okay. on those and buttercream t- transfer is a technique where basically you can. It works fantastic for logos, for symbols, mm-hmm. pictures. Uh, I've done photographs of just when you see a photograph, the shadings and so gradual how it transitions from a lighter to darker. It's harder to do in frosting, right? Uh, so you just kind of you kind of have to say, okay, well, I'm going to draw. I'm going to have the distinction of here's where I'm going to make the difference. Um, but yeah, it's, it's primarily used for cake. Uh, but the reason I did that for cookies is if I'm doing just kind of a demonstration showing four or five different things, or if I'm training someone how to do it, it's easier to have them do three or four cake cookies than it is to have like full blown cakes right. lined up and ready for them to do. And where that technique came from is, you know, the two cakes we talked about were really, really involved in trimming and fondant and cutting it and doing a lot of mm-hmm. ace of cakes type of stuff. But over the years for like doing some of the logos, um, I tried different techniques and then I stumbled on this buttercream transfer transfer approach. And that's really what I've done more and more over the years to the point now where that's almost my primary focus yeah. because and teaching, especially that's what I'm focused on because I want to help the mom or the dad or the aunt or a friend who just wants to make some real memorable uh, birthday cakes or graduation cakes but they don't want to spend a whole lot of time. They don't want to mm-hmm. learn 400 different techniques of how to do this kind of cake and that, and how to make 15 different flowers. This right. is a, a, a relatively simple technique you can learn in the course of several hours and then be able to use it on just un, really an unlimited number of items of how you might want to. If you're, if mm-hmm. your kid's an artist, you could have your kid draw something and right. then, 
take that, take a picture of that, put it on the computer and, and print it out and then be able to use this process to actually put that, his art, your kid's artwork on the cake. Right. Instead of just coming up with something. And if you've ever, you know, don't gone to the uh, bakery and had them print out something and it comes on that like rice paper. Yes. Mm-hmm. You get a picture on the cake, but the rice paper doesn't taste that good. Right. And in this case, it's, it's all buttercream. So whatever buttercream is on the cake, this is just buttercream itself. So, so you get, you know, if you like, assuming you like buttercream, it's going to taste, it's going to taste just as good as what you're frosting the cake with. Yeah, definitely. I think that's really neat. And it goes back to something I mentioned um, in the Fit Fresh Fast episode with John Patton, the idea of happiness minutes, something that we learn about in school, um, mm-hmm. that you're saving people time that they can go spend you know, with family around that whatever event they're making the cake for, right? Um, exactly. And it's just like they can do something cool and also not have to spend all day on it. Um, yeah. With, with John Patton, it was um, meal prep and just spending more time with friends and family or, or in some people's cases, spending more time working out um, and like working on your fitness goals because that was um, a huge part of it. So, yeah, I think right. that's awesome. And with something like this for a birthday cake, you can actually do the trance because everyone, you know, the day of the birthday party is crazy enough as it is. Right. You, you can figure out what the buttercream transfer is going to be and do that a week or two ahead of time, have it sitting in the freezer and then pick up the cake the day before the the uh, the party. You order a cake, just a plain white cake, ready to go. You just take your transfer out, put it on, That's and true. pipe around the edges, and you're done. So it's it saves That's money, a good idea. Yeah. It saves time. If if you like to if you like to bake and trim and do all that yourself, you can really save money and do it yourself. But for the people that are generally people, it's more a matter of you know here's what we want to do, but we just don't want to spend a lot of time. But this can be a lot more involved than just a, my kid likes football. Let's put little plastic figures on a green cake. Right. Uh, and, and so it's something you make it something really unique. And I like to tell people, you know, it's, it, the cool thing is when it's kind of the second wow, where you, when you walk in with someone to, you give this cake to someone, they see it for the first time and they go, wow. And then they say, where do you get, where'd you get this? And you're expecting, they're expecting you to say, I went to Walmart or, or this bakery or that bakery. Yeah. And then you say, oh, I made it myself. And, what? No, you didn't. <laughs> so it's, it's, awesome. it's fun. And if I can do it, anyone can do it. So, and uh, I, I like 2012, 13 is when I started doing it a lot more uh, a couple years ago before doing the training, I looked at just about every YouTube video out there and would be thinking, well, how are you not going to have this problem when you get to this point? And then mm-hmm. you'd get to the end and I'm like, Oh, they did have that problem. So, yeah. so over the years I've learned some, some different trips of the train. That's the only reason I'm kind of branching out to do the trying to offer this training is because I've had, have learned some things beyond what, what's, what's just out there on the free videos. Right. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Um, and like, how does it make you feel when you are able to kind of, I guess, empower these people, empower people to, um, do something they probably thought they couldn't do, um, in decorating cakes like that. Cause that's something that I definitely is like, something I, I feel like I can't do is decorate a cake. Yeah, it, it is really, it's really encouraging. Fantastic. I've done several workshops at uh, like a Michael's mm-hmm. and then did, then just got together with a, a gal invited me to come over and teach her and her, several of her friends. And just earlier this week, she posted a picture of her first cake that she's done on, on her own like that. Yeah. And it's one of those things, like if I were to look at this and saying, well, I want to decorate cakes as a business myself. And let's say I did two cakes every week for a year. Well, that's about a hundred cakes, but 
from training people, the thought of over the course of a year or two years, I could train 100 or 200 people how to do this and thinking of how many birthdays and events and graduations and celebrations of various things that they could be making all these cakes and how cool mm-hmm. it would be to kind of be the, you know, I allowed being part of them having the confidence to try that. And so with, with, with the course, one of the things we want to do is, you know, here's eight sessions of learning how to do it, but also looking to have kind of an online community aspect to it. So it's not a course where you've, you've probably done this where you buy a, a six session course, you do it twice, two of them, and then you never look back or you get busy or you get sidetracked. We want there to be kind of a, a cheering section where it's like, okay, as you do this class assignment, you post it and people kind of celebrate and give feedback and discuss it. Mm-hmm. But I want that to continue after the course when people say, hey, here's what I just did for my son's birthday and for my daughter's birthday next week. I'm th- thinking of doing something like this and, and get, right. get kind of that, that cheering section and encouraging one another. Yeah, I think that's really neat. It'd be cool to see how people come together on that, just being, you know, sharing the different things that they're up to using that mm-hmm. technique and you get to see how like what you've done is impacted yeah. all those events. So, so, that's yeah, so it's not just, it's not just a, Oh, I sold a course, but it's like, I sold right. a course and look, look, look at this, look at the smile on this kid's face when, when they see their cake, that's just, right. a, that's, that's extra payment itself. And the funny thing about me even being involved with cakes and doing this now is, you know, going back and before I was even in school. So I mean, I was probably three, maybe four years old, uh, my mom was in a bowling league, and so she picked me up at the babysitter. And this is one of my earliest memories of a um, discussion, you know. And and we were on the way home, and I said, "Mom, I think I think I might be a baker when I grow up." And my mom said, "Oh, I think that'd be." I still remember we we're in our green station wagon on the way home, yeah. and she said, "And she said, oh, I think that would be great because if you had a bakery, I I could stop at your bakery and get breads and pies and cakes anytime I wanted to." And I had just seen a, a cartoon that had, a, you know, a, these elves were these, this, uh, the shoemaker was being helped on, you know, how to make shoes. And then they went through how it worked and how you make profit and reinvest. And, and so I, I remember when my mom said I was going to get all this stuff, I said, mom, how am I ever going to make a profit if I'm giving you all this stuff? <laughs> and it was quite a few years later. And again, I remember that conversation. That's the earliest one I remember. Right. But some number of years later, I was talking to my mom and she goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that conversation too. And my sweet little boy looks up at me and says, "How can I give you this stuff? I'm not going to make a profit." <laughs> just, just like, ruthless. Hey, yeah, yeah. So it's like, and then I remember when Jordan was three or four years old, and I thought about that's about the age I was when I said, "Yeah, I could see, I could see my mom's." The last thing she expected to hear a four-year-old say is, "Is uh, the profitability oh, of a business I don't even have yet." <laughs> right. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, that's great. And on the, um, you said something about the, like the value of, of seeing the smile on a kid's face. I'm looking behind you right now in your Zoom background. Um, people can't see this, but I'll put this in the post. Um, there's a kid with, is holding up their drawing and then on the cake is is the buttercream of their drawing. And just, I don't know, I think that's that, awesome. Yeah, that that was uh, a co-worker's uh, daughter drew that. And that's Wonder Woman. I didn't, oh, nice. that's one, so that's her drawing of Wonder Woman. So I was talking to her about the, what I do with cakes and frosting one time. And I mm-hmm. looked up over her shoulder. I saw this. I said, hey, would you mind if I took a picture of, of that drawing? So I took a picture, told her what I was going to do. And then I just dropped that transferred off at her house a, couple, a week or two later. And then she made the cake and put it on there. 
Nice. And she said, she said, she said it was so much fun when, when I showed it to her and when there was took a second or two to realize that was actually her drawing that yeah. was on the, so. Dang. Yeah. That's awesome. Love to see that. What is the most recent cake you've done? The most recent cake was a graduation cake for a, um, for a friend who I worked with through work for a number of years. And mm -hmm. she told me eight, nine years ago, now you're doing my son's graduation cake. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, over the years as Jordan was growing up, she was, now you're doing the graduation cake. So, uh, so I did that. And I love graduation cakes because it's so fun. Cause you can like take the logo of, um, of the high school. And then mm -hmm. if they're going to a college summer, you can take the logo and you kind of have this, you know, great kind of before and after picture of the two images to put on there. Sure. And, 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 you know, the, this technique is just fantastic for logos, graphics, different things like that. Um, and now some people say, you know, copyright, well, I don't sell cakes. I don't make cakes. I'm, I'm basically, I do stuff for myself. That's the nice thing about training is there's also uh, some people don't realize if you even if you buy the cake and you buy the frosting, if you frost it or decorate and then you try to sell that cake, you need to be you know up to all codes for health department and all that type of stuff. Right. And and so that's 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 really one of the main reasons that I've never gone that route to say, hey, let's actually do a cake business because I don't want to necessarily. I have a full time job, I have ministry, I have other obligations. Mm -hmm. I don't want the time and expense of having a full commercial kitchen I have to maintain in order to do this but with training you're you're teaching someone else how to do that and so that's kind of a neat opportunity too where um you can t train other people to do it then they can take that approach with it yeah absolutely so, that's interesting so, yeah so there was that cake and then the other one uh the the cookies you mentioned the the pets and the mm -hmm. superheroes that that was for just a kind of a demonstration event where I said well let's it was a superhero theme so I did Wonder Woman and yeah. Batman and different ones for examples but it's it, it just neat because when you talk to someone and they're wanting something, it's like, well, what you, what are you interested in? And you can really, it's it's the same technique no matter what the graphic or image is. Right. Yeah, that's neat. There's, I can think of plenty of things that I would do for that. You know, game days, put up some Ohio State logos and all sorts of things mm -hmm. that, I mean, you can even get a little bit more ornate and do things that like I wouldn't, I really wouldn't be able to do freehand, right? Um, Absolutely. I now, this, this this is basically this is basically paint by number with frosting. Yeah, yeah, that's that's neat. I like that. Um, what is your favorite event you've been to where cake was served? Well, I, I get. I'm gonna have to say my wedding for that. That's kind of a trick question. There, boy. So, man, you you almost had me on that one. If you. Yes, I'm okay. definitely going to say my wedding is my favorite event I've ever been to. There it is. Where cake was served. To be clear, that was not intentional, but that was, that was a great answer. <laughs> Good job. You passed the test. Man, I probably had to probably had to think too long even to give that answer. So. See, I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, I'll probably say like a birthday. Maybe someone's like retirement. I mean, maybe like a, I don't know, someone else's. Oh, that's his wedding. That'd probably be the yeah. one he'd say. Yes. yes. That, that okay. Would... That's funny. <laughs> this is pretty open-ended, but what does cake mean to you? Either cake as 
as cake or cake decorating specifically. To me, the cake decorating especially is, is the hobby that I've I've always needed because I can be very intense about things I'm working on and need mm-hmm. find ways to relax. I heard uh, Pat Morley of Man of the Mirror years ago talk about the importance of every man to have a hobby. And I shared that with my wife and she said, yeah, you do. And I said, well, I do have a hobby. It's ministry. And she laughed and said, no, ministry is not your hobby. It's your second full-time job. Yeah. And, and she, I'd have to say she's right on that. And so when I started kind of doing these cakes a couple times a year, it kind of gave me that hobby of something to just kind of do to relax that I can kind mm-hmm. of unplug from other stuff and just do. And now as we expand, even though it's kind of taken a little bit more of a business approach and a route of getting this training going, the, the thing I'm most excited about that is as part of that online community is once a month or so, I'm going to just kind of create a cake and kind of talk through and walk through and say, hey, here's, you know, here's a, here's a graphic of a local business I'm making this cake for. Mm-hmm. And on this particular design, here's something to keep in mind as you're doing this. So even though the basic principles of steps of do each, any design is the same, there's certain techniques that you might elaborate on for certain graphics. And so the fact of having something that I can just know that this isn't just, I'm going to do it on Super Bowl and then random weekend weekends a year, but just something I can kind of regularly be able to do mm-hmm. uh, is something I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, absolutely. There, I really do enjoy um, hobbies like that where you can just get lost in it. Um, one of my big ones that I, I don't get to do as much anymore, just being away from home is wood turning. Um, so I'm, I make wood bowls on a lathe most of the time to sometimes some other things, but it's just, I just get engrossed in it and the rest of the world kind of goes by while I'm doing it. And it's great. Where did those five hours go? Right. <laughs> like it, it just doesn't feel like time has passed and you come upstairs and it's, it's been five hours, right? Exactly. You know, I guess I, do, then- I guess I do need to eat lunch. Yep. Every, every, everyone needs something that they can just kind of escape into. So, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. All right. That is all my questions. Do you have any cake themed questions for me before we head into hot seat? I, I guess what, what's your favorite cake you've ever had at a birthday or event? The cupcakes that I made, I don't remember what those what event those were for but those have all been fun but the one that like sticks out the most was a cannoli cake i got for a birthday in probably junior high it was just it was from um the fresh market which is similar to whole foods um mm-hmm. and they just had one near our house and it was just it was just fantastic because cannoli cake had just lined up the cannolis with the <laughs> no not quite not quite so okay. it had a cannoli on top um but the whole thing was just like cannoli flavored so the okay. the cake kind of tasted like the uh the shells and then you know the filling in between the layers was just like i think straight cannoli filling maybe with a little buttercream mixed in and then it was all like covered in kind of a cannoli filling ta- uh, flavored um buttercream so it was oh, cool. it was delicious okay. yeah I, i've seen people do with like different maple bars or different things where they kind of take those and, <laughs> and just line them up and right. then put whatever frosting over the top so that's yeah. neat that they actually incorporated it into a cake instead of just yeah. put them lined them up next to each other it was it was really neat i was i i think that was one of my like only requests for my birthday i might have requested other gifts but i know I know very specifically, I was like, I want this cake from this place, please. And, <laughs> and I got it. And it was, it was great. 
So now it is time for hot seat. So now I get to ask hot you seat. the same question. What is your favorite cake flavor? My favorite cake flavor. I, I just like a nice basic whiter yellow. Yeah. Whiter yellow with but with buttercream icing is is my favorite. Do you ever go chocolate icing or chocolate cake? Is it always um, sometimes. I mean, it depends. You know, I mean, I'm like I said before. I'm not a huge cake person, mm. so I mean, a piece or two, I'm pretty mu- I'm pretty much okay with it. So I mean, I, I like red velvet too. So I mean, I, I like them all, but just uh, to me, I just kind of like the nice, crisp, clean, simple. Yeah. Are there any cake ideas you have kind of brewing right now that either you can't get to right now or just like are coming up? Um, well, what's what's really been neat with kind of transitioning from doing the really involved pl- lots of planning and how I'm going to do this. We had yeah. several Super Bowl cakes that were, well, this one's Seattle versus Denver. So we had like the skylines of each city were cut in the, each oh, of the wow. end zones. Yeah. Um, or we do if it, the one that was in Indianapolis with Lucas oil stadium, we had the brickwork that was around all the edges. And so, oh, nice. yeah. So when we was doing one a year with Super Bowls, we were very elaborate. What's so neat about this technique and why I enjoy it so much is I could sit down when we were done with this podcast, I could throw together a graphic and in a couple nights make there and then make the transfer. And then you can literally, in fact, when I do live workshops with this, I'll do a transfer and I'll teach people and kind of coach them through a practice page and their first cookie practice. And then we'll take this empty blank cake we bought from Sam's Walmart, wherever mm-hmm. I'll take that transfer out of the, um, out of the freezer, drop it on the cake, grab a piping bag and do the stars or something around the edge. And in five, six minutes, it went from a plain blank cake to be in finished ready to serve. Yeah. And and so that makes it so much more of the focus of it's not less, it's not more work because in the past right. I've done like that, even that grill cake, there was probably two or three weeks of ideas and searching yeah. online for how am I going to do this or that? And where it's now, it's just, Hey, I, I know the technique. I know what's needed. And it just, it's really about just the enjoyable making without having to be a lot of carving or waste or mm-hmm. um, effort behind it. Yeah. You don't have to roll all sorts of colors of fondant and mess with that. Exactly. It's a lot easier. Yep. yep. And then what is the top dessert that you saw on man versus food? Or if you were able to uh, make it to any desserts that you saw on the show? Top dessert, man versus food. Hmm. The only dessert immediately comes to mind is just some of the various ice cream ones, like Crown yeah. Candy Kitchen in St. Louis. We went, we went there. Nice. Um, but I mean, it was ice cream's ice cream. There wasn't anything <laughs> real elaborate on that. Happens sometimes. Um, I, I would, I would say overall, if I can expand that a little bit broader, just overall, kind of like maybe our top two places we've been. Okay. Our two places in Sarasota. And actually, I one of them is a dessert. Is actually they went to uh, Yoder's Amish restaurant in Sarasota, mm-hmm. and they went there for the the um, the fried chicken. But they have a peanut butter pie there that is just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. So there and and Munchies four twenty is a fat sandwich place mm-hmm. um, that 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 we also love. But yeah, for dessert, the the peanut butter pie at Yoder's Amish restaurant that in Sar- awesome. Sarasota would be would get my vote. I. Good peanut butter pie is very hard to beat when it compared to other pies and honestly other desserts, I think. Yep. Yep. 
I've, I've had some very good peanut butter pie in my days. It's yeah, we, we, we are planning on going there in a few months for, for, for several days. And I will, that will be our first, not not just for (laughs) that, but that, that, that will be, uh, that'll be one of our first stops. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Well, that is all my questions, Rich. Thanks so much for coming on the show. How can people find your unforgettable cake? Uh, easiest way is is the website is yourunforgettablecake.com. Uh, right now, we don't quite have we've got some of the videos shot. We don't have the the trainee isn't available, but we hope to have that by end of July, early August. Or they can also find us on Facebook at your unforgettable cake is the page. Uh, just started on Pinterest. I know the Pinterest Instagram is where I need to get going on there, but, but I'm, I'm an old guy, so I'm still just on Facebook and the web for now, but, uh, l- looking forward to connecting with people at any of those places Awesome. or they can, or they can reach out to me directly at rich R I C H at your unforgettable cake.com. Awesome. Well, I will put all of that information and a post with um, some of the pictures of the awesome cakes that Rich has been making um, in the the show notes here. So, Rich, thanks so much for coming on the show. My my pleasure, and I look forward to uh, continuing to listen. I haven't listened to all your past shows, but I look forward to learning more and uh, seeing who your future guests will be. Awesome. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Season to Taste. If you enjoyed, go ahead and share it with one of your friends and tell them your favorite part. You can find me on Instagram at Season2Podcast. And special thanks to Adam Paddock for the music. 